You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey besties, welcome back to Two Besties, One Brain Cell. I'm your host, Kara, and today I'm joined by Brenda. Hi guys! Um, Brenda is a marketing manager and serial entrepreneur. You might have seen her on Instagram um, giving career advice or maybe on TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've just brought Brenda on for a little chat about careers and life and dating and... All the good stuff. All the good stuff. <laughs> All the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. So to start things off, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do? Okay. So I do a whole bunch of things, but if I were to sum up um, what I do in like a day-to-day, so I work in corporate nine to five um, within marketing and working in tech at the moment. And I also run two businesses after hours with teams. So one of them is a career coaching business where we do a lot of resume writing. We help um, young professionals prepare for interviews. And the other business is a marketing agency, which is also end-to-end. So basically um, businesses that are looking for help in terms of setting up websites, Mm -hmm. social media marketing, content creation. So I do a lot of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, just to add on more to the plate. Um, I really love content creation. So as Karen mentioned, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, often just giving out free advice, whether it is to do with careers and businesses. And yeah. Yeah. I always see your, um, like your little TikToks or reels pop up that are just like, they're really like bite-sized chunks of information about like how to perform well in interviews or like negotiate salary or um, like all that type of thing. It's actually really helpful, even though I don't work in corporate at the moment. I'm like, if I ever go back to job hunting, I'm definitely going to be <laughs> scrolling through your page looking for advice. Um, so how did you end up starting? I'm going to start off with, because you do do so many things. You're like me, like a hundred different creative projects on the go. Um, Life is never boring. No, it's, you're never bored, always busy. Um, but how did you start the um, careers counseling business? How did that start off? Yeah. So I think really early on into my corporate career, I found I had a knack for like applying for jobs, Mm -hmm. um, interviewing pretty easily. Like those processes were quite easy for me. And then I was um, getting a lot of friends just naturally coming up to me like, you know, can you help us prepare for our interviews a Mm -hmm. bit more? Can you help just review our resume a little bit? Um, and then as I started working full time, I had like younger interns and grads coming to me and asking for advice. Oh, so you were like the student. superior? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then um, at that point, I was just helping them out. And then a couple of them just kept mentioning, they're like, you know, um, you've made us feel a lot more confident in like this process and stuff. Why don't you make this a thing? And I'm like, what thing? <laughs> what thing? <laughs> what do you mean make this a thing? Yeah. Um, and then um, that's, I guess... It was always in the back of my mind because mm-hmm. um, I did, like, we can get into it at some point, but I did have, like, a, I want to say, like, failed e-com startup, like, oh. way back in the day. And <laughs> okay. I was like, that ain't my thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then when I found this, I was like, you know what? I'm really passionate about doing this outside mm-hmm. of work. So mm-hmm. then um, I started giving more advice and then the pandemic hit. So mm-hmm. I had all this free time. I was living alone. Yeah. And I was like, well, I either do nothing and I don't know how long this pandemic is going to go for yeah. or I just start you know, venturing into this creative side. It's so like funny. I feel like all of these like businesses that people have created were all like born out of like COVID lockdown, mm-hmm. especially in Melbourne, I think, um, because like I was pretty lucky to miss the first long lockdown, mm-hmm. but people that live in Melbourne have been essentially in lockdown, like not able to go out and do anything <laughs> for almost two years. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool to see like what came out of that. Um, what kind of role were you in? Like, were you in a HR or like recruiting role or anything related at all to recruitment and job hunting no no not at all and I think that's why I have been absolutely even just reflecting on two years Mm. after starting this now I'm really careful of 
Um, like I've even pulled back on the term career coach itself because mm. when I first like just labeled that as what I did, I was like, oh, you know what? Just throw the term around. But I'm like, I want to be really careful because I'm not in that HR recruitment space. I've, mm. Whilst I've had heaps of experience in corporate and all these like recruitment processes, being in marketing, you know, you just naturally learn the ins and outs of like how organizations work. Yeah. Um, it is like, I want to preface like these, this advice I give is from my own experience. It's not like I'm taking HR advice and be like, yes, I know this in and out. So yeah, I've been, yeah. So you've, kind of, you've probably just seen it like unfolding over the years. Mm. Um, okay. So, so what kind of role were you in? Um, at the time I have, so my background is actually in marketing, mm-hmm. um, and I've always worked within marketing across a few different industries. So <clears throat> I started as grad and then I went into product marketing mm-hmm. and then I was in a marketing manager role. Now I've moved more into the project management side of marketing. Oh, okay. But yeah. Always, yeah. always within that marketing space. Oh, so did you study marketing? Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, that's a cool, um, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> that's, um, a, yeah, no, that's a good background to know. Um, but then you started your marketing business later on. When did that start? Yeah. So <laughs> after like, I think, oh, still, we we're still in lockdown. I honestly, I swear we were in like lockdown, like forever. Yeah. It's been like, in just, and out, like whole, eternity, yeah. um, which is a part of why I started this to be honest, because like I said, like living alone, mm. um, I think a lot of people were worried. They were like, you know, going through the pandemic, living alone is really hard. But yeah. when I found this like <laughs> online space of creating this content online, mm-hmm. um, it was like myself like connecting to people. Yeah, because you're socializing. Well, not socializing, but well, kind of, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, well, you're like interacting with people online. Yeah. So yeah, because I live alone too and I was alone for most of like last year's lockdowns. Mm. Um, and yeah, you really do have to find things to like keep you busy and keep you like connected with people. Otherwise you start to go a little bit, crazy yeah <laughs> literally so yeah. it was so good but um I reckon maybe barely six months after I started doing like this resume writing helping people prep interviews and mm. helping people figure out their passions in their life around the career paths they take um and I built that solely on social media so I never really did mm. any official promotion no ads no nothing like that mm-hmm. I just built that business on social media content yeah from um, instagram mostly instagram mostly because yeah. i was only very new to tiktok at the time yeah even though it was blowing up um yeah. and then when people saw that like are we i think a lot of um young professionals these days whether you're in corporate or not like everyone just wants to diversify income streams right yeah like you yeah. never want to be solely dependent on like a nine to five especially yeah. Just millennials these days. It's I was like, about to say, yeah. like, not like no one our age wants to work a nine to five, no. or like maybe not that they not don't the want to work it. Yeah, no mm. one. I feel like not that many people are very passionate about their nine to five as their sole like yeah. goal in life. Yeah. Mostly, especially I, I don't know. I think that tends to be more with women. Is that? Do you find that to be a thing or? Def, I would say so because yeah. I think, um, like not to broach too much into this topic mm. yet, um, <laughs> but it's like women have realized they need to like. Um, be self-sustainable and wanting mm. to, you know, ensure they have income, finances coming in so that they can yeah. take care of themselves no matter what situation they end up in. And yeah. I think that's a really, like, amazing and empowering thing yeah, that important. we've really shifted to culturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, I've definitely seen more women businesses start as a result of lockdown, which is something I love. Yes. Um, and so six months after, you know, I think just even my immediate network seeing what I built on social media alone, mm-hmm. I had more people coming to me and be like, can you help us launch a business oh. um, through marketing, through setting it up, all this stuff. And that's where the idea came. Because for me, I typically like, I don't invest into starting businesses until I see an opportunity. I see like mm-hmm. someone's going to buy it. I see like someone needs it. That's the reason I do things. Yeah. Um, so when I had more of these people coming to me, even though I was working in marketing full-time in corporate, which I still do. Um, Mm -hmm. I was always like to my business partner now, I'm like, I don't want another marketing job. Like I'm already doing that. I don't want another one. (laughs) Oh my God. Can you imagine you spend all day like working on marketing? Yeah. (laughs) Come home and do marketing. (laughs) Oh my, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which was really nice because um, how our dynamic works is he loves, even though he's in marketing full-time, he Mm -hmm. loves the marketing work. He's happy to do 24 hours of marketing. Yeah. Um, so then I really saw this need because I found like a lot of agencies or, um, other people I found like they overcharge a lot, especially mm. when you don't really need that level of work. So let's say like, I'm just going to take an example. Um, there's a logo you can do free on Canva. There's a logo that you can pay our designers to do for a couple hundred versus there's logos out there that people charge like $6,000 for. Yeah, that's crazy. And if you're just starting a business, you really don't need that $6,000 mm. logo. And that's the message that I keep 
reiterating to the clients that come through. I'm like, do what you need at the time to launch a business, see where it goes and grow from there. Yeah, because you don't really know how it's going to go. Like I think one of yeah. our last guests was saying like the statistics for small businesses is like something like 90% of them fail within the first mm-hmm. two years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess if you don't know how successful like a business is going to be, you probably don't want to be like sinking that much money into it to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. Until you see if it's going to be successful. So yeah, yeah that's Absolutely. good Good to, good yeah. to think about. Yeah. Um, so you're working full time <laughs> and doing like both of these businesses. Yeah. How the hell do you juggle everything? Oh. <laughs> Very tired. Yeah. <laughs> With no sleep ever. <laughs> um, it's, this all sounds crazy to a lot of people when I describe what mm. I do. Um, people, and then, you know, I've got people on TikTok, they're like, you're lying. <laughs> TikTok <laughs> comments are like just a whole different world. Yeah, I'm like, I wish I was lying. <laughs> yeah. TikTok, yeah. I think it's because, like, there's so much anonymity on yeah. TikTok that people feel comfortable being like, you're lying. And I'm like, yeah, yeah sure. Like, I'm what ridiculous. am I going to say? I'm lying. Um, but I think the crazy thing for me is um, when I want something, and mm-hmm. this is not just with Korea, literally mm-hmm. just, like, when I want something in life, I will make shit happen. Like it's a yeah. good trait to have. You make time. You everyone. Yeah. You make time for what you want to make time for. That's true. Because I guess like, <laughs> like I could easily waste hours like scrolling through my phone, and that could be time that I could be putting into, you know, like working on something more productive. Yeah. Just like, like you're doing this. Like yeah. you know, I feel like people, um, especially since the pandemic, have really come to understand the value of time. Mm. And the value of what you invest in and who you choose to associate with, what yeah. you choose to do um, to make sure that you live a fulfilling life outside of what we knew before this, which is, was like nine to five, do your job. This is the yeah. path. Stop. Well, I like, guess it was so different then too, because if you were going into the office every day, it really did take like a much bigger chunk of your life. Like people weren't spending much time at home. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of shifted to people spending a lot more time at home, maybe with their families or loved ones, or like you just have a few more hours in the day to do like creative projects and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I've noticed that too. Like there's been a big shift in priorities for a lot of people mm-hmm. of like what they're willing to put all their like time and energy into. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I just wanted to backtrack a little bit mm-hmm. and talk about like your career, uh, can I call it career coaching? Yeah, yeah. career <laughs> coaching business. Career okay. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the main things that people come to you for help with? It's funny because I, sometimes people are like, what's career coaching? <laughs> How my way to best describe it is, um, it's a little bit actually hybrid life coaching even, mm. and sometimes a little bit hybrid like therapy. Mm. But all these, these are all terms I never want to be like, I'm a life coach, I'm a, you know, therapist, I'm yeah. like all these. But they kind of like, mo- like melt into this like little thing. That yeah. Come to me for. Well, because you need like confidence to perform well in interviews and like mm. you need to like, I feel like you need to know your strengths and weaknesses, right? And yeah. like what, like, like things you need to improve or like yeah. know your self-worth and things like yeah. that. So I can yeah. see how like the therapy side of things yeah. like really it's come into that. a lot of confidence building. I yeah. find like that's what comes into a lot of my sessions. So mm-hmm. typically they would come to like the common stuff is like, oh, um, can you help me prepare for this interview? Mm-hmm. Um, how do I explain why I'm leaving this job? Uh, um, okay, how yes. do I find a role that, you know, is not so toxic and I'm really passionate about doing. Like, what do you mean when you say you're like passionate mm. work that makes me happy? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel stuck and I want a career change. Is this the right? Like, that's the type of stuff I get. Oh, yeah. They're like big life questions. Yeah. That's that's a lot. Lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, I should have come to you when I was like <laughs> leaving my last job. Um, what do you say to people like, if you're, if people say they hate their job, right? If they're really hating their nine to five, like what's yeah. your general advice for that? Yeah. So typically how I approach things, especially in my sessions is asking a lot of questions mm-hmm. because whilst I have, um, I want to say I'm intuitive enough at providing a perspective that mm-hmm. they need to be able to like answer some of the questions. I'm not there to give them step-by-step instructions because yeah. often they actually, people already have their own answers. They're looking for a bit of validation yes. to confirm whether <laughs> their thought and what yeah. they want is right because they, it's the uncertainty of making the wrong choice. Mm. Um, so when they do come to me being like, you know, what do I, 
um, what if I do, if I hate this job, what do I do? So mm. it's like, well, why? Is it the work that's not fulfilling? Do you have a toxic manager? If you, in fact, oh love God. your job and it's just you hate the team you're working with. That's you know? so common, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like things like that where people are like, I hate it, but why? Yeah. Like, but why? <laughs> so then when you realize, you know, it's the manager I hate. So let's mm. change um, jobs to a new manager. No, it's actually the work. It's really mundane and boring. I'm getting no challenge. Well, you need to move into a level higher to be have more challenging work. Therefore, you feel more motivated. Yeah. Kind of thing. So. Yeah, I think that was me with my last job. Like, I was just so unengaged and, like, bored that I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't. Like, I'd wake up, like, dreading going to work and then I'd just sit there and I was like, this is so mind-numbing. Um, yeah, and, like, I would just sit there, like, and all I could think about was, like, like other things I'd want to be doing, like creative hustles and things. Yeah. Um, I've, one thing I saw you posting about a little while ago was um, talking about the fact that you don't need to quit your nine-to-five necessarily to pursue like a creative side project or side hustle yeah so do you want to talk a little bit about that because <laughs> I did quit my job <laughs> um I this is my exact situation at the moment okay. um a lot of people are like you know you seem like you're doing so well with your side hustles you mm-hmm. really seem so passionate about it why don't you leave your nine to five um and my point to that is and there's like a lot of new content that I'm posting lately around this is mm. your nine to five can teach you so much and can give you so much that you can bring into your side ventures when it's not stable enough when you've just started out. There's a lot of right. pressure to um, get a small business or a startup off the ground. And I think people shouldn't discredit what you learn from the nine to five around managing people, around leadership styles, around mm. technical skills, but not to mention also the consistent income. Yeah, that you get. It's like you know, you know when your next paycheck is coming from, so that your side hustle and your side ventures is something you're truly passionate about. You're not like, I need to make this money, I need to get this client to be able to feed myself. That's true because I guess that would change the way that you're approaching your side hustle and probably mm-hmm. burn out your passion for that in the end too. I've never thought of it that way. That's <laughs> a really good point. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So then, at what point would you say, or what at what point would you recommend people to leave their nine to five job to pursue their side hustle? Yeah, this um, I probably think about pretty often, not only just for myself, but a lot of Mm. friends that I've known that have left their nine to five to like fully invest as well. Everyone's circumstances are usually so different. So people have family money, people have savings, people have, you know, things that they rely on that even if like their startup or small business like fell to shit, they still, you know, have like relatively self-sufficient. So it's definitely very different. But typically for me, it's like, at least this is, my personal approach when I would be comfortable leaving mm-hmm. is if I could consistently pull in the same amount of profit that I would make in a nine to five job. Okay. And yeah. it feels like a steady, like this is going to be steady. And I know that if I leave, I will only grow. It will only be better. <laughs> You're so yeah. much more responsible than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like risky, but like risky. Oh like... <laughs> no, I'm just like, nah, fuck it. I hate it. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> because I always think like, if I need to go back to a corporate job, like I can get one easily. Yeah. So that's kind of like my attitude towards it, but you don't recommend people doing that. No, that's see, this is the thing. I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't recommend, but mm. I think as well, if I had to think about it, all our upbringings are different. Mm-hmm. And the way that my parents have instilled the like fear into me oh, the fear. <laughs> it's like yeah. a nine to five steady income high paying job is security yeah if you leave that everything is going to be a mess yeah. and everything's going to fall apart <laughs> so you're like can't do that can't i can't do that, do that. <laughs> and this is why like you know it's that's why like i think it's very different the way that mm. you know their parents raise them and the values that you have as well yeah. so it's definitely not a recommendation thing this is my uh insecure my insecurity yeah about leaving my <laughs> no I, I think I didn't reach that point yeah that's definitely the more responsible way to look at it mm-hmm. um but then I guess so for like as an employer if you were seeing like gaps in someone's resume for like time that they'd had off yeah. full-time work um whether that be for a you know like a um like their own business mm-hmm. or for like a break or, yeah a break yeah. um for traveling for study like how would you kind of navigate that in an interview if someone were to ask you yeah like explain this gap do, do employees ask that yes. a lot absolutely all the time okay <laughs> that seems really like um, intrusive yeah intrusive yeah. <laughs> yeah it is and I'm 
hoping because there has been like a slight shift in corporate culture and mm-hmm. even a slight shift in how people hire, especially as younger people come through and realize, you know, there's new things between mental health and things that, you mm-hmm. know, just lots of personal stuff, why people have yeah. career gaps. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're more careful with that. But, you know, like old schools are like, why is there like two, six months there? Where you yeah. um, which is awful. Yeah, it's like, because like, maybe yeah. I didn't want to work for six months. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Yeah. No, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really, yeah. So you never know what you're going to get in an mm-hmm. interview. But my thing, and my key advice to like in any to any client for any interview session I run is it's how you tell your story. Yeah, it's how you justify it, and it's how you explain it. So it's not what you're saying; it's the way you deliver it. Is that kind yeah. of with anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what would your um, go-to way be to explain that? Yeah. Um. So I would still lean into what did you do during the gap. Mm-hmm. So even if it took, you don't have to say, you know, you took the six month gap was like a mental health thing, but mm-hmm. you're like, you know, I had consistent, let's say you had worked like five years in corporate and you're mm-hmm. like, fuck it. I need to like, I don't know if I can swear. You can absolutely <laughs> swear. <laughs> I'm like, I just need a break. You'd yeah. be like, oh, you know, um, I wasn't sure of where my career was going at that point. I wanted some time off to reassess to ensure that the next step I've made in my career was the right step so that I could um, be at a hundred percent. And that's why I've applied for this role because I know I'm mentally ready now to give a hundred percent. Oh my God. So smart. <laughs> you just fully spun that. <laughs> this is that marketing background coming out. <laughs> wow. And that's what I'm saying. You know, like yeah. an interview is like literally how you market yourself. Yeah. Oh my God. So, okay. <laughs> Funny story. I think I told you this actually when I was doing your makeup as well. Mm. I mentioned this to you. So yeah, at, yeah, little um sidebar. I did um Brenda's makeup for a wedding like a few it weeks. It was back. so good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was really fun though. That was one of the funnest like wedding jobs I've done. Yeah. Probably because I was friends with two of the bridesmaids. But mm. anyway, um, so yeah, I was telling Brenda that there was this job that I interviewed for, um, last year, about a year ago, um, that my friend had actually referred me to. And I didn't get it because I could not keep my mouth shut in the interview, basically. <laughs> You're just well, honest. I yeah, love that. It's I was very authentic. Too honest. Um, although, because at the time I didn't think what I said was that bad. But now that I think I've watched like some of your content and like also from my friend calling me after being like, Cara, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh, I probably could have approached that better. <laughs> so basically one of the questions that um, I apparently didn't answer very well was like, they were asking why I left my old job. Mm. Or I think it was either why I left my old job or why I wanted to work. Um, for, like for this company and I said that um, I didn't like the culture at my old job mm-hmm. and apparently that kind of suggests that like you're going to cause trouble or like that you're going to be like not like that you're going to have a bit of an attitude as an employee basically so mm-hmm. how would you answer that better mm. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one <laughs> um, I think yeah I, I do definitely have a specific TikTok around all the variations of reasons you could use around why. Yeah, I mean, that's the one I saw, and I was like, "Oh shit, wish I saw that earlier." <laughs> because, and I, we, you know, we're all about in an ideal world. Mm. I wish we could just be honest and authentic around why we didn't like our previous role. But unfortunately, yeah. like, I don't know why, like recruiters and hiring managers and you know people that just interview in general are like mm. programmed to. You need to have the nice, pleasant answer. Yeah, well, I thought that was the nice, pleasant answer because I didn't want to be like, I left my job because I hated my manager. (laughs) But so I was like, oh, yeah, I just didn't really like the culture there. And I've heard the culture here is really good, la, la, la. But no. Okay. So so. my slight tweak on that Mm. is that you don't even need to mention any negative. Yeah. You can focus solely on the new culture. So wherever you were interviewing for, you're like, you, you don't need to mention toxic manager. You don't need to mention old culture. You don't even need to mention particularly why you're leaving your mm. current company. The only thing you need to say in that instance is like, I've done so much research um, into your organization, the values you stand for. Um, I've had a friend that's only spoken highly of working here. Mm. Um, this is a culture I truly want to be a part of. And that's mm. it. Wow. I'm learning so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yes. That's smart. Um, <laughs> trying to think what the other thing I said was, oh, he looks <laughs> This one still seems a bit silly to me, but he'd like, my friend had commented on the fact that they were having like all these issues with the, like the system that they were using, like the IT system that, that or the software mm. or whatever that they were using. Um, for, it was like a data entry type of job, I think. Mm. And I was like, they were like, what challenges do you anticipate? And I was like, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to put this in. <laughs> it's up to you. We can, we, I can, I could answer it and then you can let me. You can, can. I think that, no, I think that were like, what, um, what are the, it might've been like, what challenges or like, what do you think might be like difficult about 
um, mm. this role and I was like, oh, I've heard that <laughs> systems are a little bit tricky to use. <laughs> and then they were like, apparently, <laughs> they told my friend that referred me, they were like, um, apparently you're not meant to like talk shit about their like software systems. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that looks that. really bad and I was like I, that didn't would not have even crossed my mind as something that like you can't say because mm. apparently it looks bad to like say something bad about like a software system but then you get into a job and then all they do is talk shit about the software they're just like oh this stupid <sighs> yeah. program good luck learning it blah 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 like yeah so why is uh, it that you have to be so honestly like, careful honestly Hara like there is so much bullshit in corporate. Yeah. So much. That's what I don't it's like about it. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, more of where my content is shifting to lately is mm. not to, like, <clears throat> expose all the shit in it. Well, it is to an extent. Yeah. But I want to just help people become more aware of how to navigate things, how to say things professionally, like, how mm. to bullshit better. Yeah, because you really do have to, like, you can't be completely, well, maybe I think once you're in a job, like, and depending on, like, the culture of the job yeah. that you're in and your team and your manager, you can be a bit more candid, but. Yes. Especially, in the first instance yeah, of the interview, well, it, it, it you can't be too candid. Yeah. Clearly. Unfortunately, that is the case. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Because if you think, yeah, because it's really, like, a set of people, and not to say, like, you know, all recruitment teams and HR teams are like this, but mm. they've been, their job is to, like, you know hear the professional pleasant answer mm -hmm. and that's it yeah. um which you know and you know what like I would say <clears throat> more newer organizations and startup cultures it's not like that you actually mm. are rewarded for being candid and honest and authentic yeah but if you're going for those like mid to large organizations who still have so much processes so much bureaucracy you do yeah. have to bullshit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. so in in that instance it's yeah like it's you talking, well, not even talking shit, but being honest around what you heard yeah. is um, one kind of does look bad on your friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it was probably being honest. You didn't realize it would be talked about in an interview. But in those instances where I would recommend is like never do something that is actually a problem for them. Because then they're like, oh, fuck, she's already, like, thinking yeah. X, Y, Z. She's already coming in with this mindset. That's not a good thing to come and start a job with because they want you to be like, oh, great, this this place is amazing. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when you're – it's like a – it's almost like a – you know when, like, you uh, you hit a nerve with someone and, some, and someone's triggered by something you said and they yeah. get, instantly get defensive? Yeah. That's almost the same as this. It's like the whole organization has gotten defensive yeah. out of like, a nerve you hit. I feel like – well, I guess as a recruiter, too, you'd be trained to look out for, like – traits or like things that people say that tend to lead to like issues down the track yeah. right so probably if someone is like talking shit in an interview <laughs> it probably suggests that they're not going to keep their mouth shut about things later on <laughs> which yeah you know what true so <laughs> yeah it's fine yeah so yeah. in in that uh, specific example I would always pick a challenge where um like something you can grow into in the role. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. It's like a challenge where it's like it could be like an authentic week. It's like mm. I'm constantly very honest about the fact that I'm really bad at data and Excel. Like I'm awful, but it's mm. something that I'm constantly learning. Yeah. Like you always got to do the right mindset. Spin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember if that was the question, but it was just something, something along those lines. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to know. So um, if anyone's listening, don't make the same mistakes I did. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think I wanted the job that badly anyway, so it was fine. But like, they didn't deserve um, me. Yeah, they didn't deserve me. <laughs> um, all right. So why don't we, were there any other questions from your Instagram that we should like cover in this, this kind of section before we move on to dating um, talk? Changing. Oh, there was one around changing careers, which mm -hmm. I do get um, pretty often, actually. Like sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, people are deep into like a finance career or like a law career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I also don't feel scared when I say this. I know. Um, but they're, they're sort of like, you know what? Like I want to try HR. I want to try something else. Like, mm -hmm. um, And then you just think like, especially the, the more years you accumulate, you're like, oh shit, like do I have to start again and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I always like the analogy if it's called an analogy, mm. is always like, you know when you go to uni and you're like a few years deep into your course and you're like, oh, fuck, this is not the right one. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's always that thing around um, transferring units and getting credits for things that are like uh, similar yes. to different subjects. I would say you need to pick apart. Oh, God. Everyone does that. You need to pick apart your current career mm -hmm. versus your new career path as much as possible and see where the most transferable oh, skills are. See if there's any overlap. Yeah. Okay. So you would use that and then leverage that and then highlight it mm -hmm. for the switch. So I had a um, client once and she was 
is a lawyer mm-hmm. and she was very interested in transitioning into a sort of like HR space. It, mm, so random. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually very interestingly had a few lawyers being like, I want to get into HR. I'm not exactly sure why. It's no more than one. It's been a few. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe I should just stack the law degree and <laughs> jump right into a HR degree now. <laughs> I'm, actually, yeah. I've, I've, I'll try to recall why. But yeah. um, when that happened, I was sort of like, well, what are the things that are in law that are transferable for HR? Like you mm-hmm. can, you know, manage stakeholders. You can, you know, how to um, proofread things very well. Yeah. <laughs> You're good at reading. Yeah. Like you can yeah. work in a corporate environment. Like mm-hmm. honestly, things in HR and like, you know, yes, law, there's a lot more like technical things to it. But the mm-hmm. like the skills and the, yeah, the practical skills that you have to be able to work in under five, like it's very similar. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of corporate, yeah, it's just, it's all very similar. Yeah. Once you're in a company, like, for companies that I've worked for, people would move around departments a lot, Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of the time you don't actually know what role you want until you see what roles there are available within a company. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I guess what advice would you give to people that are, like, young, maybe um, people that are just graduating high school or, like, still in the early days of their uni or career, Mm -hmm. um, with just, like, finding their way? Yeah. Never over-invest into something too long if you're not sure if your gut mm. is saying i don't know don't just like like if like one two years into your law degree you like, mm. don't think this is my cup of tea try to find other avenues to mm. explore hr marketing finance arts whatever else mm-hmm. whether it's experience outside chatting to other people extracurricular activities side hustle projects if your gut and your body is saying like, oh, I'm not 100% sold on this, try to explore different opportunities before you've over-invested like six years into a law degree and be mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't really want to be a lawyer. Yeah. 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 Because that's a pretty common story. I actually know a lot of people that studied law and didn't end up being lawyers, funnily enough, or like a lot of people that did double like a, like com law or something. And mm-hmm. they, a lot of people don't follow the law path, interestingly yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I actually don't even know if I want to be a lawyer, but <laughs> um, I think... I'm really enjoying like the study. So yes. I think it's like definitely going to lead me on the right path, whether that does end up like a career in law or in something else. Yeah. Um, but also I'm 27. Like I've had time to like, by, yeah, by the time mm. I went back to study, like I was pretty certain that that was a path I wanted to follow. Whereas when I graduated high school, I just went into an arts degree yeah. and then literally just bounced around mm. like jobs for like five years before I went back to uni. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, that's another thing I wanted to ask. Does it look bad career hopping or like job hopping at no. the moment? No. Oh my God. That yeah. is like my favorite. I should do more content on this. Yeah. I love harping on about job hopping. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like older yeah. people, sorry, is that, can I say that? Yeah. Older people have this <laughs> like real like chip on their shoulder about like moving jobs. Mm. Like they think that you have to just like stay in jobs for like 30,000 yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> like what's with that? What if you don't like it? Like, yeah. Are they just happy being miserable? Yes. <laughs> I think it's because they're used to that. Mm. Like that that generation has been used to you stick at one, you grind your ass off and try to get internally promoted and try mm-hmm. to level up and you know you just won't like it's gonna be ten years before you get a promotion versus if you job hop, right? And this yeah. is my thing. Like I don't know uh, one, I think I've been lucky because my personalities I get bored so easily. Same. <laughs> I honestly I just yeah. I'm bored. Yeah. Like once I'm bored, I'm gone. Yeah. Like, same. If I'm bored at a job, like there is no way in hell you can get me to sit at that desk for one day yeah. longer. Like I know I'm, I'm like, like bite. I'm like either give me a new challenge or I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. 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 So just quickly, do you think it's easier to get a promotion by moving to a different company than yep. working your way up within one company? Absolutely. Really? I would not have gotten to the title, the pay and the level I'm at mm-hmm. had I not jumped like four to five jobs since I started my corporate group really okay Mm. talk a little bit more about that I don't know if it's just this point in my life is a little bit different because one the job that I'm in now Mm. um is in a new industry and even though it's in marketing it's more project management yeah and it's in tech which is confusing the frick out of me I don't understand yeah I know it is it is like every day I wake up I'm like what I don't understand everyone I know that works for tech companies like that I swear no one in tech companies knows what they're doing no one knows I literally like this is like this is so dumb but like no one can explain what they do either no but this is like the most embarrassing thing I was like I was reading my um I was in a meeting with like very very techie people yeah and I was reading something out loud and you know the the, like html yeah I was like oh something like hotmail and I was like (laughs) did I just say that out loud (laughs) to like super senior techie people and then I saw because cameras were on and then, so 
they were just like, <laughs> they were so nice and no one said anything. But you thought about that for like the next three, three months. I literally like, ended the Zoom and I'm like, I'm going to have to quit. Like, yeah. like, I can never go to work again. <laughs> it's over. Like, it's, yeah, they're really. <laughs> oh, what does HTML stand for? Not Hotmail. <laughs> Not Hotmail, that's for sure. <laughs> Hypertext something or something. I just, yeah. See, I don't, yeah, don't. Don't <laughs> I'm oh, exposing myself everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, Too good. My word. Yeah. So. Yes. You know what? And that that is a lesson. It's okay to fuck up. Yeah. Like you didn't get fired. No. And I was like, whoops. And they were yeah, like, would laugh at least. They they did the cute little like because it was like all guys in this meeting. Oh yeah. And they just did the cute little like look down and smirk. And I was like, hmm. and I was like, that's very polite of them. And no one's mentioned anything after it again. I was like, ah, oh, so lovely. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we were great. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. So job hopping. So, yeah. um, what if an employer were to ask you, like, why you move jobs so much? Does that ever come up in yep. the interview? All the yeah. Time. So every what, every time. what are you saying? <laughs> um. It's, it goes back to like my values around gaining the most experience mm. as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't, like, I wouldn't say I'm bored, <laughs> but um, what, if you sort of look at my career today, it's not only just been, been within different types of marketing roles, mm-hmm. but it's been in different industries as well. So like from telecoms to like insurance, basically I've jumped around industries, not just roles. Mm-hmm. And my answer to that is, um, Starting out in my career, I really want to learn as much as possible across all the different industries and across the different types of roles so that to every new role that I bring to, I know I can add value because I bring like a wide range of experience Mm -hmm. from all these different places I've been. Which I think is true. Like that's not even a bullshit answer. Like that's actually true. Um, I was reading this thing the other day that talks about how people with ADHD, sorry, I know I say this in like every podcast (laughs) because it's just like I read a lot about it, but um, people with ADHD often tend to have like a lot of like different careers. Like they'll have like, because they get bored easily, so they'll job hop and like um, work across like all different industries. But I think that does like even though it doesn't look very connected, like on paper, a lot of the time, I feel like there are so many transferable skills and like so many like different skills that you can probably bring to a role, um, as opposed to someone that's maybe just like followed a really linear path. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it's just how you spin it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And if I was like to put, and this is more for, probably advice for people that, um, if you have any like uni listeners and mm. so sort of, like high school not high school, it's probably a bit young, uni mm. listens, typically interview processes these days. Back then it was all about like, well, what was your GPA? What was your, like, mm. et cetera, et cetera. But these days they actually ask more on like, what's your extracurriculars? Like, what's your job? What's your volunteer stuff? <laughs> what's your, yeah. So it's definitely, I think kids have caught on to these days that it's much more about the grades because you actually gain the most knowledge and the most experience and the, like problem solving skills mm-hmm. being involved in like very, like a wide range of experiences versus yeah. just studying an actual like so. work experience yeah. too as opposed to just studying right yeah. yeah and I feel like some people aren't like that academically inclined like they might go to uni but might not necessarily get like the best grades ever but they can be really great like at a job too mm. so um how would you spin that though if you were to be asked about like your GPA or your grades in an interview and it wasn't amazing <laughs> again I always go back to like my core phrases is just how do you tell the story? Mm-hmm. So um, if you tell an effective story, you can sell anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like the marketing. marketing yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I haven't thought of an answer if you have no extracurriculars, no other experience, no work outside of mm-hmm. studies and your grades were bad. That yeah. I haven't figured out an answer for yet. <laughs> but it, was, it would, again, all be how you justify your grades. Mm-hmm. So I was working. I was supporting family. I mm-hmm. was volunteering. I had side hustle projects. I was content creating. Mm-hmm. All these things. Um, I spread my time across a few things. So therefore, I have to sacrifice some of the time that I invested into studying. Mm-hmm. But as a result, I've um, accumulated all this stuff in my portfolio. Wow, that's a really good way to put it. Oh, my God. You should be writing this down. I'm going to be listening to this back later, like, writing down all the phrases for my next interview. Um, you have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. 
and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Ah, that's amazing. Okay, moving on now, I wanted to ask you about another project that you have in the works. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your speed dating night that's coming up? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So many, many projects. And this is one of my like guilty pleasure, passion projects, even though I have no time to do this, but yeah. I want to do this. <laughs> You're like, I'll make time. <laughs> I will make time. Yeah. I am like a huge hopeless romantic. I love oh. love, love, just love, 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 love. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. But modern dating sucks. It just sucks right like yeah. painful it's just a mess that's literally how this podcast was born <laughs> so yes drama everywhere yes. <laughs> um and I just think I remember it was um so I'm just going to give a little bit of context on how this speeding dating speed dating and thing came about mm-hmm. but I am like low-key love being like a matchmaker mm. So right before pandemic, me and a couple of friends were sitting around and like the boys were like complaining around how shit dating apps were. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> but Wait, do guys think they're shit too? Yeah, everyone, everyone, everyone <laughs> yeah. in the world <laughs> thinks it's shit. Also, <laughs> literally the worst. Yeah. yeah. And then they were saying that um, what they really miss was back in uni, mm. um, house parties. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you meet people. Exactly. Yeah. They were like, it was just nice because it was like mixing social circles. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you'd have a group and they'd bring a group and they'd bring a group and then you're suddenly all friends with each other. All these yes. different social circles were mixing organically. Yeah, yeah organically. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. Yeah. And people were like connected and talking. It was just mm-hmm. nice. Like, uni was a nice vibe. It had like a creative sense of community. Mm-hmm. So then, like, I was like, hmm, let me find a solution. Yeah. <laughs> And then I was like, you know, back in the day, they used to do these things called like mix and mingles. And mm-hmm. back then it was like a little bit more, I don't know, it's not tacky or creepy, but you remember like, um, they would have like fish bowls and they throw like keys in and then you pick out keys. And oh then yeah. Yeah. Yes. Someone did ask, they're like, is your mix and mingle like a swingers thing? I'm like, no, no, it's a little bit more PG than that. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so essentially the, the core concept was I wanted to have an event mm-hmm. where people from different social circles had the opportunity to mix with different social circles. Yeah. But that wasn't clubbing. Yeah, because I feel like the older you get, like the more segmented, like your groups become, and not even, they don't even become segmented, they just shrink. Yeah. Like your social circle shrinks down to like three yeah. friends. Yeah. And then suddenly when all those friends are in couples and married, you're like, yeah, well, shit. getting married, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're like, I have no single friend. Wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just, just wait. Just hold on. Yeah. So yeah. you were trying to get that, <laughs> the socialising yeah. going again. Yeah. So right before the pandemic hit, I managed mm. to sneak in like this uh, thing I called it, so charity mix and mingle mm-hmm. um which actually sold out um over 100 people came mm-hmm. and it was done in a way where i had like agenda for the night there was like charity raffles because it was for the bushfires at the time so it was all oh, for charity yes oh my god we went from bushfires yeah. to pandemic to flow Yo, <laughs> to world been, war three fuck i'm like i'm not surprised we're all depressed like oh, yeah yeah <laughs> no literally like, no wonder no one wants to work i know it's chaos yeah, like, yeah i'm anyway. suffering yeah we're all suffering <laughs> yeah sorry go back <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so that's bushfires. Yep. So like, oh, there was a whole like agenda for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, icebreaker games, mm-hmm. things that got people up and moving, mixing mm-hmm. different circles, forcing people to talk to it. It was very cute. Yeah. <laughs> Did people mostly come like with groups of friends or just like alone? Or... I recommended try going no more than groups of like two or three. So yeah. whilst, you know, the Melbourne scene ain't too big. So there were going to yeah. be groups that just, if you didn't have a group, you just knew people. Yeah. So a lot of people did just know people, which I think, um, honestly, one of the downfalls was, I think uh, some people wanted to actually meet more singles there, mm. but because it was like, you know, some people stayed within their groups, it was probably too big, the event itself. Oh, um, okay. They didn't feel it was as personable. So I mm-hmm. learned a lot from that event. Like it was super successful. And actually one of my close friends met his long-term girlfriend. Now they're still together story. from that. Yes. So love is real. <laughs> And it happens. Say it again. I need to hear it. <laughs> love is real. Okay. It happens. So. People find their people. And I'm confident everyone will find their people. Mm-hmm. Person. People. People if you prefer. Yeah. Whichever <laughs> one you want. Whichever one. Yeah. So learning from that, um, fast forward two years because pandemic, I couldn't run it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I'm just getting people constantly coming to me being like, oh my God, dating apps suck. Like, when are you doing this again? When are you, yes. we need this. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. Like, um, I wanted to change the concept up this time and run it more like a speed dating event. I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone's been watching like Love is Blind mm-hmm. and like stuff like that, but I love. I haven't watched shows. Love is Blind, but I watched Love on the Spectrum and they did like a little speed dating. <gasps> I adore. Oh my God, such a cute show. That's actually, mm-hmm. is exactly the concept I took it from. Oh. Yeah. Even though I knew I was going to be speed dating, I'm like, mm. that's exactly how I want to run it. Mm. Um, where now um, the people that sign up, I did have an opt-in because some people do prefer just like one-on-one matches where they don't want to go to the event at all, but they're like, can you just match us up uh-huh. with a girl See, or with a guy? Like a yeah. 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 And I am like, but then I was like, I feel weird about it because I'm like, who am I to say, yes, this person is going to, yeah. but I'm like, you know what? I'm, I may just do that. Do they feel out yeah. a little bit of like info? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kept it pretty high level. Um, it was stuff like, um... What are your red flags if you have to say mm. one about you? Mm. Um, what is <laughs> yourself? Like, yeah. I'm like testing people's self awareness here and yeah. honesty also. And then it's like, what do you find as a red flag or deal breaker in someone you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And it's like little like things where I'm like, if I can pick something, I can match them. It'd be nice. Yeah. But I think the main goal is um, I do want to run this speed dating event <clears throat> because I realized literally who am I to pair this person up with this person I kind yeah. of want to just have them do it on their own yeah. and see if they feel the connection because in-person connection I find is so different to yeah. else, especially right? when you've been on apps for a long time and you're just yeah. sick of like matching with people and have, making a bit of small talk it's oh, like God. but then you don't want to like you don't want to go out to meet up with them either it's like yeah. you just want to meet someone like you just want to bump into someone and meet them right i know so, right like yeah. i'm at woolies why can't my love of my yeah. life like, walk up to me and be like i'm your husband i, I wish <laughs> i was short so i could like get a cute tall guy <laughs> like, can you get that off the shelf Imagine me trying to do that I'd be like, can you get that off the shelf <laughs> right in front of me <laughs> yeah no i would say still just ask the question yeah. <laughs> my intentions would be very obvious (laughs) um but yeah so it's a speed dating thing like literally like with a table where you rotate people around yeah Mm. and i want to actually like because i know um typically it would be the guys rotating around but Mm -hmm. i feel like you know what guys have done it rough on dating apps too like Mm -hmm. girls too but guys do so i'm gonna Mm. do it where guys get to have their set table and the girls rotate around okay yeah just like a nice little you know yeah um and then so how it'll work is you know everyone's i haven't decided how many minutes five seven minutes Mm -hmm. chat whatever Mm -hmm. and at the end it's very the exact same concept um as love and special is it will be a checklist of people Mm -hmm. and then you tick the ones you want to see again and if it's the same people that yeah Yeah. some people may yeah why not shoot your shot yeah um and if some if you both ticked each other Mm -hmm. you guys will i'll give you exchange details so you Mm -hmm. that's pretty much just the manual like matching algorithm mm-hmm. <laughs> literally like i'm probably there's, there's like i'm in tech there should be a better system for this, yeah. but right now i'm gonna manual no i like i like a little piece of paper it makes it feel a lot more like personal and cute yeah. um have you got anything in place for people that um like date the same gender or like anything like that at the moment no but i would mm. love to explore that i'd probably run like a specific event for that mm. just so it's clearer yeah yeah because i'm just mm. thinking how like it would be logistically difficult to operate yeah. with like where do you seat them How yeah you, but yeah but probably for like the more mingle type of events that would be like easier yeah to facilitate okay actually i just wanted to circle back to one of the questions that we got um from your instagram q a which was someone asked you what you've learned from dating yeah oh boy <laughs> <laughs> where do we begin um, trauma no. <laughs> not what have you gotten what have you learned <laughs> um so something that I've definitely learned from dating, not just about myself as well, but mm-hmm. it's I hold myself to a specific standard, like mm-hmm. the way that I communicate, the effort I put in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can unfairly put that expectation on people before they need to put in that effort for me. If that's right. Like when you're not like at that stage yeah. yet, but you still have that level of an expectation. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like, I've been like, yeah, I've cared this much. I've put in this much. How mm-hmm. come it's not, I'm not getting the same. Mm-hmm. So I do that a lot without realizing like, you know, my parents tell me this all the time. They're kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, people aren't going to always live up to your expectations. Yeah. You can't hold that standard on someone when, you know, they, yeah, they might not, it's not, not nothing personal. Maybe they just don't care enough yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't grown to appreciate you that much. You can't just be like, you've done all this with so therefore they need to reciprocate and do the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think um, it's easy to fall into that trap. And, like, also just knowing that, like, not everyone shows things the same way that you do. Mm. Like, some people are just not very expressive or, like, I guess with effort it's different, though. Like, there is a certain point where you, where you want to make sure that the effort that's going in is equal. Um, but, yeah, I feel like a lot of the time we do, like, 
expect people to love us the way that we love them. Mm. But people have different ways of showing things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, have you been dating a lot, like with dating apps, or what's the <laughs> what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have like a different dating concept every year. Honestly, like people be like, you can't project plan your dating life. Watch me. Oh my so, god. <laughs> We are so different. <laughs> yeah. So 2021's theme. Yeah. <laughs> Project theme was um, dating with intention. Oh, so um, you, you like, like I always see TikToks where girls are like, I've decided I'm going to go out there and like try to find a partner. Like yeah. we're doing that. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to mm-hmm. be curious. I'm going to invest time. I'm going to purposely look for people that are you know emotionally available mm-hmm. wasn't always successful at doing that yeah. <laughs> especially on like tinder yeah i was like oh i was like oh love an emotionally unavailable man yeah. um <laughs> we do <laughs> we clearly do <laughs> so i tried to uh you know approach it in the most healthiest way that i understood mm. um approaching dating intentionally but i think with that came like i think it, it started turning into like a project for me mm. where I was like, Oh my God, I'm doing all the right things. Mm. How come it's not panning out the way that I'm hoping for it to? Cause you were trying to manipulate people that have free will. Yeah. <laughs> well, not manipulate, not <laughs> manipulate people. You were trying to manipulate the outcome. Um, yeah. The outcome yeah. of a situation with another person, which you really like. You just yeah. Can't. It's just, it, yeah. it was not working. Yeah. Um, so after 2021's theme. Yeah. What's this year's? <laughs> This year, honestly, I'm finally, not to sound like cliche, but it's the Mm. whole like, live your life, meet people, see where shit goes. Yeah. And this is, like, I fully, like, I'm not even, like, intentionally going on dates. Even when people that I, whether I meet off apps or whether I Mm. meet in person that um, ask me to hang out again or stuff like that, I'm not even being like, yep, this is, like, to go somewhere. This is, I'm going to meet you, let's experience some shit, let's do some fun stuff. Where it goes, I couldn't care less. Yeah, well, because I feel like with the initial date too, like if you go into it with an expectation that it's going to go somewhere, like you put so much more pressure on yourself and it can be really awkward. And I don't know, I feel like if you just go into it like, oh, let's just have like a fun date, like yeah. do an activity together. And then if you're like really vibing with them, then you can be like, yeah, oh, yeah, maybe I kind of want to see them again. And yeah. Then, yeah, just go from there. I think that's a good approach, especially if you're doing dating app dates. Yeah, I definitely had this weird thing, mm. um, which it took like, um, some time breaking this mentality mm. but I was always like what do you mean you you make friends off apps like that's that's oh. not you know I, I have enough friends like yeah. I don't want friends yeah but then like it's again this is like not to sound too cliche but mm. the best relationships are when you become friends first yes. and then you you come from there right and then now I'm sort of like okay you know what I'm going to adopt that mentality. I mm. want to be friends with all these people that I'm seeing or not seeing or experiencing all this stuff with mm. first. If it leads somewhere, it leads somewhere. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But how does that go, like, with dating? Because I guess with dating apps, like, you're kind of, like, initially setting that intention that you're going to date, right? Yeah. So especially with, with guys, too, I feel like they – well, it depends on the guy. I shouldn't generalise, but I feel like the majority of guys would go into, like, a dating update expecting, like – something to come of it and mm-hmm. maybe not wanting a friendship or yeah. like you know like those guys that it's like well if I can't like date you or if I can't fuck you then I don't want to be friends <laughs> like yeah yeah so there's men are for the streets yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally um, so do you have you had experiences like that where you're like yeah it'd be cool to be friends with them but then they <laughs> wait we think you back to the story have you had experiences with guys where like you've thought like yeah we can just be friends but then it's like they don't want to be friends um yes yes. (laughs) (laughs) many 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 um but I think what that uh shows me is that because these days women I'd say women in particular Mm -hmm. are getting much better at setting their boundaries and determining and defining what they want specifically Mm -hmm. I know this is what I'm looking for and I've okay and I, I don't know if some of them are listening. <laughs> but, um, there's been a few that I'm supposed to be like, you know, I, you have a cool vibe. I want to keep getting to know you as you, as a person, outside of anything physical, mm-hmm. outside of getting it confused with. Because I've realized too, like, 
you know how some girls like when they sleep with someone they have like a physical like sorry like an attachment because of you know oh, yeah, like you someone? develop an emotional attachment yeah. yeah um i do that too even when we haven't been like physical like sometimes i can just oh, get like emotionally okay, attached yeah. yeah and i'm like wait 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 hold on not where i wanted to go yeah. um so i i've yeah so i have to keep myself in check and always remember the boundaries that i've set for myself which mm-hmm. is like if i've said i want to experience i want to have friendship i don't want things to get physical mm-hmm. all that stuff really early i need to pull back because sometimes even though you say things to guys they don't listen yeah so, <laughs> like i think that they can like they'll pretend to listen they think that they can then change your mind i think especially yeah. when it comes to sex a lot of the yeah. time like they'll go into it being like yeah that's cool like whatever like we can just be friends we can just hang out but then they'll like still try to make a move on yeah. you like if you go on a date with them and you're like the fuck like i thought yeah. we said mm-hmm. like yeah um so have you you've had that happen i'm guessing yes yes <laughs> um yeah. and in some senses it's toxic guys yeah. but in other senses sometimes i think they're just hopeful yeah right and i like i can't blame they're not bad guys they're just hopeful yeah as long as they don't push the boundary oh, yeah, um, yeah. and i can you know they make me lose respect for them from pushing that then it's fine yeah um but it's it's really important where if you set a certain level of thing that you want or a boundary that you want mm-hmm. that sometimes unfortunately it does fall back on you yeah. to keep yourself in yeah. check on those boundaries too. I think that's something I've like definitely learned as I've gotten older too like I used to be still pretty bad with boundaries but I think I'm getting better at setting them and sticking to them um and like I just wish that I'd learned that like yeah. younger you know what I mean but anyway um no, with this all all these things when you're younger we're like oh my god like I would have yeah. saved my like self like a world of pain yeah had I known trauma and yeah, yeah. definitely but in saying that, I feel like like those things that you look back on and regret or like situations that you look back on and you think that you could have handled better, like you just have to forgive yourself for. Like you have to give yourself some grace and be like, you know what, I didn't know better at the time. Or like yeah. maybe I should have known better, but I didn't. And like there's no point holding on to like, yeah. you know. No, but you know what, like this is, and again, I never want to sound too like tacky or cliche, but mm-hmm. it's your journey. It is. Like <laughs> every one of those painful little things, mm-hmm. learning lessons, experiences, they really make up who you are as like mm-hmm. the special person that you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's so special. <laughs> no, but it does. It builds character. Like, yeah. I, I think I've said that in like nearly every podcast. Like, you love the character building. Yes. I'm done. I think I'm built. Though. Yeah. Like, I'm like, just, enough. Stop <laughs> trying to build my character. <laughs> I've been hurt enough. <laughs> no, it's not only painful experiences that build character. I should probably, <laughs> should probably say that. Um, but yeah, well, I guess also in if you were to like go on a date with a guy and then they didn't respect your boundaries, blah, 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 whatever. Like you probably don't want them as a friend anyway. So at that mm. point I think you you can just be like, all right, next. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's probably not like not the worst thing that they show their true colors yeah. early on. Um, yeah, actually that's, uh, that leads me to a pretty good question. I think what are some of your red flags in men? Oh my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull up. The list. Um, Obviously, there are many, not just personally, just like red flags in general that exist. But I think my top two to three that in like the minute I catch wind of it, Mm -hmm. I know will clash with my values Mm -hmm. a lot. And um, one of them is being defensive Mm. very quickly, like, and being avoidant with difficult conversations. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, uh, it's just I'm just like it. Just you immediately like like the hairs on the back of my like neck stand up. I'm oh like, my oh my god, this is going to be painful. Because, no, that like triggers yeah. my PTSD. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, you. no, I keep hiding. <laughs> um, no, because both of my exes were like that. Um, and like, there's been a couple of guys that I've spoken to since them, and since since then, since them, since then, they're both kind of since they're both. Oh. <laughs> like what, what, actually, yeah, what was I like, trying to say? <laughs> don't know anyway um yeah there's been a couple of guys that I've spoken to like since then um that have just like addressed things like head on like just opened Mm. up like communication as soon as there was like any like hint of conflict and I was like well I was so confused healthy communication yeah like it just like they just de-escalated the situation as soon as it became a thing yeah and I was like Oh, I, I'm, I thought I meant to get angry. Like I didn't even oh. get to get angry about this. Like, yeah. and it was just so strange. And now when I look back to like my exes that were really avoidant or like, mm-hmm. yeah, defensive, like you bring up like, you know, like, sorry, I've just totally hijacked no, you on I your answer. No, 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 no. <laughs> but um, like if you ever bring up like just a small insecurity with yeah. them or something that's making you uneasy in a relationship or like whatever it might be. Yeah. um, And then they instantly get defensive and yeah. they won't 
give you like the reassurance you need. They won't talk it through with you. I feel like that is like how all of those like huge relationship problems that are from insecurities mm. are born. Yeah. It's from like people being avoidant about just communicating through like a small issue. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I'm going to use this as an example, but mm. sometimes I'm like, I like to give people benefit of the doubt until mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes like I double down and then run this into the ground as well. <laughs> um, but there was someone I was seeing and I didn't realize, but he just managed to trigger me so easily. Mm. Um, and every time I would ask a question, he'd be like, but why? And then like instantly get defensive around things. And I was just at the time, I don't know, I felt I was just like lost in it. So I just didn't, I just like let a lot of things slide. <laughs> Blinded yeah, to the red literally flags. like, yeah. like what is it? Rose colored rose-colored glasses, glasses. Yeah, yeah yeah that was absolutely me and yeah. I'm like that all the time I'm very optimistic with people I shouldn't be I'm always disappointed yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but it wasn't until the end that mm. he literally admitted to me um I just like pushing your buttons and I know how to like push your buttons I was like that is the worst that what shit person I know he was like it's just fun and I'm like I don't know why I'm laughing. I don't know. I'm just like, shocked. I don't, no, I was, I was like, you're like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> was, it was like, what kind of like sick person like Bruh. enjoys that? Like, obviously, like, if it's banter, that's different. Like, I love, like, I love having my buttons pushed if it's like banter. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but not like when it's serious, not when I it's know. like my mental well being, like, yeah. that we're talking about. Oh my God. Well, He's obviously out of the picture. Yep. Yeah. And he just like, and then when you, you know, when like you're out of it and you reflect back and you're like, mm. oh my God, it was just all red flags. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's always the second you end <laughs> something, you can look back on it and like see every single flaw that like you, you yeah. couldn't tell, like that you were just blinded to while you were here. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Next red flag. Um, this is specifically something that relates to dating apps. So like any mm. guys listening, if you've got this as a prompt in your dating app, this is advice to just take it off. It's a huge turn off. Mm. Um, when someone says, I'm just looking for a chill girl, chill, cool, oh. non-serious, that doesn't take themselves too seriously, girl. Yeah. It triggers me. Yeah. Because I have a lot of shit going on. I'm mm-hmm. serious about my career. I'm serious about life, my development. And I would mm-hmm. hope I have a partner. Not that it's like, can't have fun in life. I fucking love like experiencing random shit and doing crazy shit. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, what are you working towards? Why are you living your life like doing nothing where you yeah. can't handle a girl that's non-chill? I don't mean like cool, fun girls. I love those girls. Yeah. But like what you need a girl to be like also doing nothing. Yeah. Or even, sorry, like I think it could go like that way or mm. that they want a chill girl that like doesn't get upset over things easily mm. and like, you know, doesn't create like dramas and whatever. But th- when they say they want a chill girl, I feel like they just like want someone like submissive or like yeah. that isn't going to call them out on their bullshit yes. as well. So yes. I feel like, yeah, either way that you look at that, that is yeah. actually a red flag. And that goes back to this avoidant thing. Yeah. Where it's like, it's because they don't want to have a difficult conversation. Yeah, they no. don't want to, you know, openly communicate about stuff and work on stuff. They're like, no, 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 just be chill. Yeah, like, just like, be chill. Like, why, why are you always trying to start a fight? <laughs> oh, I can't trigger <laughs> I'm not starting a fight. I'm telling you. No, how see? I feel. no. <laughs> I can't. You're starting a fight. <laughs> 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 oh my God, yes. Okay. And do you have a third one? Third red flag? Um, this one's a little bit more personal. Mm. Um, I think it's because I am quite ambitious. Mm. I have had guys tell me before, which is like, and then sometimes I'm like, I'm question, like I do question like, do I come across as too intense? Mm. Um, but they do like, some guys are like, well, you know, you do, you're a bit intimidating. And then that scares me. And then I had a girlfriend tell me, be like, you're not intimidating. These men are just, mm. <laughs> you're literally, okay. Like as a, like a person, personality wise, like the least intimidating person, oh. like you're so friendly, so easy to talk to. Like, I, I feel like it's just like you're a threat to their ego. If that, yeah. That's where the intimidation comes from. But like, I feel like that's not even a red flag. That's just like a total, like dud, like oh, okay. total, like, yeah. Like you wouldn't even go for them as a partner because you need someone that like, what are they like? All just like cliches. hold their own. I want yeah. to say, like, I don't need you to be as ambitious as me. I don't need mm. you to be more successful than me. But you know, just let me do my thing without you know without being threatened. threatened. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And like anyone that like describes you as too much, it just means they're like not the right person for you. Yeah. Do you see those like those tweets and those memes that's yeah. like you're not asking for, or you're like not too much. It's just like the wrong person or whatever. Yeah, yeah. we really are here asking for bare minimum though. 
Like, oh my god, me and my friend the other day were talking about like so she just started seeing someone and she was like telling me about him and like and I was like telling her about a guy that I'm talking to and we're literally just like like as we're telling each other things like it's like we had to like we had to preface it by being like this is like so bare minimum but he did this and like oh my god and I'm like this is painful like we're literally like like oh even like that thing before like oh like I got a little bit upset about something and he talked it through with me. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> and she's like, oh he, I tried to make his bed and he was like, oh no, don't, I'll do that. And we were like, yeah, oh my god! <laughs> Amazing! Honestly, what I like, guy. I love women and I'm all about them, but sometimes I think yeah. we enable. Yeah, like, we yeah, enable sometimes. this bullshit sometimes. We I really think, do. Like, we're becoming more aware. I think our generation, probably, I think each generation as it goes, oh shit. Um, each generation as it goes has probably become, like, more and more empowered and more aware. Um, but yeah, I feel like our generation in particular is really becoming, like, like getting on top of those mm. things. Like, yeah. Um, especially, like, well, maybe it's just my for you page, but every <laughs> scroll through TikTok, I'm, like, finding out more and more about, like, the way that women are like getting better at setting mm. boundaries getting better at um knowledge is absolutely power yeah dealing yeah. With men. yeah. and that, that's why like I was having a conversation with a girlfriend the other day as well like mm. um you know I think sometimes people look down on what typically people say would gossip or like you know sharing personal mm. life stories and mm-hmm. stuff like that but no like you find like when you actually look at it when people when women share these stories it's like you compare well you know uh mm-hmm. what's your husband or boyfriend or partner doing and you actually learn from each other how to like set better boundaries how to challenge things how to get them to like you know do more stuff around the house yeah well because that's like um like a really powerful tool for people that are like emotionally abusive too is like cutting the victim off from their like friends and family and like not letting them tell any details of the relationship because if they start sharing those stories with people yeah then um you know people are going to be like dude that's fucked up (laughs) literally and like so a lot of the time when you're in things like that you don't realize how bad it is um until you start sharing stories with people or like you don't really realize like where the benchmark should be yeah um not just Mm. for relationships but just for like life in general like um, same thing with careers and salaries and things Mm. right like with everything you don't know like what the norm is um or like what you should be expecting for yourself and unless you're talking about it with people so that's why we love starting conversations (laughs) yeah that's it yeah it's really it yeah um there's just another question that I wanted to cover before we wrap it up which was um I think someone asked on your Instagram right Mm -hmm. yeah so what is your end goal with everything that you're doing at the moment yeah um this is probably like uh a weird thing as like someone that's so organized and planned out and Mm -hmm. like you know seemingly has her life in order Mm -hmm. um I have never really had an end goal Mm -hmm. I like the, everything that I do, whether it's jumping from different jobs or mm. side projects or the way that I date or the way that I experience life is like, um, if I'm happy in that day, in that week, in that month, mm. that's enough. Like I, I just, I plan ahead that far. And I'm like the yeah. minute that I'm like, my body's not feeling it. I'm like, you know, mentally I'm not there. I need to change stuff like that. I change it because I mm. feel like it's, you know, like I'm going back to this, like I said this at the start where I'm like, we've come to appreciate time so much and time is, you know, like not to sound cliche, time's the one thing you don't get back, right? Yeah. So I'm like one, my one thing to like whether I'm giving advice to clients or to friends, whatever it is, I'm like whatever you loved doing the most in that day, week, month, do more of it and don't let everything else go. That's a really good way to look at it. Wow, so you don't really have like an actual end goal. Your no. goal is to just do make sure that you're happy doing wherever it goes. Cool. Love that. <laughs> okay. Um, actually, and then I lied. One final question <laughs> that I like to ask all my guests because um, I feel like it, it shows a bit of your personality. Um, what's your coffee order? <laughs> oh, okay. So almond milk changed my life. Um, so almond definitely milk. an almond latte. Almond latte. Okay. Have you tried oat milk? Yes. I'm still more of an almond milk girl. Really? Mm-hmm. Sorry. I'm like to mm-hmm. everyone, you have to try oat milk. Have you <laughs> tried oat milk? Um, really? But oat milk's creamier. I may have. I need to give it another go. I probably okay. didn't give it enough of a chance. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it depends on which, um, like which brand they yes. use too. Because sometimes you'll get one from a cafe that's a bit too oaty. Yeah. Someone gave me shit for that the other day. And they're like, <laughs> what do you expect it to taste like? I'm like, it's not meant to taste like oats. It's meant to taste like milk. It's oat milk. <laughs> to taste neutral like milk minus the cow <laughs> milk minus cow i love that yeah with but not too much oat yeah, not too oaty does your oat milk taste like oats <laughs> no thank you <laughs> um, latte good to know oh my god I'm 
Um, anyways, with that, I think we will wrap it up here. Um, you can find Brenda over on her socials, uh, brenda.jpeg on Instagram and Brenda in Business on TikTok. Yes, there you go. Um, and you can find us on Instagram too, which is two besties, one brain cell. Um, otherwise, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And thank you for coming on the show, Brenda. Thank you for having me. You're so, so much welcome. fun. It was so fun. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>